0: Your job is to give yourself grace in the moment where you feel challenged. Your job is to analyze in the times that you do something really well so you could take it, apply it, and repeat it as a pattern. Your job is not to make a judgment about every single thing that you do. You're listening to the Start Right Now podcast, and I'm your host, Chloe McKenzie. I'm excited to help you get off the sidelines and finally step into your calling. So let's get started right now. Welcome to episode 52 of the Start Right Now podcast. You might've noticed I haven't been here in a couple of weeks and there's a reason for that. And it's part of what I wanna talk to you about today. I've been working on a few new things and that means the commitment I had made to myself to get a new episode of this podcast up once a week was something that I fell short on a couple of weeks in a row. I felt really down about it and I thought it was a good opportunity for us to dig into this a little bit. We're in the last four months of 2021. You might even be at a time where you're reflecting on all the things that you wanted to do this year and maybe some of them you just didn't quite get to. Maybe right now you're having a hard time navigating how to even process that when you feel like you failed, when you feel like you fell short, when you started on the journey of something, but you totally fell off the wagon, as they say. Firstly, can we acknowledge something? Goals are hard. It's hard. We're all trying to do a lot of different things to reach the next level in our lives, and it's tough. Maybe the time that you're investing in your new idea, your project, your side business is in the hours after work or in the hours after that when you're caring for your partner, your family, your spouse. We all have multiple priorities and ways that we could be spending our time. We have a lot of different things that are pulling and tugging at our energy every day. Don't get me wrong, I love a challenge. I really do love the experience of feeling like you're growing and stretching and learning a new thing and on the verge of stepping into the next level, right? But what I learned in the last couple of years in particular, as my previous job got really demanding, is that there's a difference between a challenge that's going to grow you and stretch you and feeling challenged like you're you're suffocating. You know, there's this line between stretching and struggling. There's a pace of work between pushing past the roadblock and spinning totally out of control because you're in what feels like this continual head-on collision, pushing, pushing, pushing. There's a difference between trying to jump into a river and trying to swim with a new current versus trying to swim up a, a waterfall. There's a difference between resistance that comes from your doubts and your fears and your insecurities and restrictions when despite your best efforts, you're limited by your situation in some way. What's my point in all of this? My point is goals are hard. Sometimes it's going to feel really hard. And who are we kidding? Actually, most times it's going to feel pretty hard. And let's assume that's always going to be true. So the lesson is, as we set big goals for ourselves, as we look to achieve the next level of our career, of our business, of our finances, you have to pay close attention to where you're trying to force a square peg into a round hole where you're trying to push, 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 and you're stretching yourself to the point of it snapping and breaking versus it being productive for you. I was saying these last couple of weeks, I hadn't recorded a podcast episode and it wasn't because of a lack of desire. I missed a week and then I missed another week. And you know how I talk about the consistency and building the habit and how an activity becomes easier and easier as you repeatedly do it. You're kind of building the momentum, stacking it. It works that way to pick up bad habits. The first week that I missed felt awful. And the weeks after that, they felt a little less awful, but I was still super disappointed. I fell off of the proverbial bandwagon. I'm sure you know what that's like. It's that awful feeling that despite your best intention, you miss the mark. Despite wanting to lose the weight, you couldn't make it to the gym today. Despite wanting to start the blog, you didn't write anything this week. Despite wanting to finally read those books on your shelf and the materials from that course you just paid for, you just haven't gotten yourself there yet. Ugh, not great. Worse than missing the mark itself, at least for me, and I know this is true maybe for you, is the guilt, is the shame, is the disappointment. Even the embarrassment, thinking about confronting the fail and the fall as it happens. But that's why you're here. And I really feel like that is why you are a listener of this podcast, because you're not afraid to confront the tough stuff and take a hard look at the places that aren't perfect, the pieces that you aren't proud of, all in service of us getting better. So today I want to unpack some of the thinking that was happening as this falling off the wagon was happening. And I hope that I can give you something to consider if there's areas in your life right now where you also felt like you're missing the mark and you're trying to process all the heaviness that comes with that. Two things we're going to look at today. The first question is, what's the reason that you fell off the wagon in the first place? Use wagon as a metaphor for whatever it is in the place that you stopped short. And the second question is, what's the root of the negative feeling you have about missing the mark? So let's talk about the first question first. What's the reason you fell off the wagon in the first place? Everybody has a different situation, so I don't want to generalize here, but oftentimes it's because your goal or what you're trying to achieve is actually out of sync with the rhythm of your life at least the time that you need to put against that thing. So your routine, your schedule, the periods of time when you've got high energy during the day, the periods of time when you're feeling really creative, the periods of time where you feel depleted and you feel like very low energy. You have to consider the rhythm of your body, of your day, of your routine, the pulse of that. Because what you're trying to accomplish, if it's not in sync with that, there's a good probability that you're not gonna be able to succeed. In my case, I started a new job recently and I'm working remotely from home. My kids' childcare has been happening in the home. So it's been for me trying to strategize my time, my schedule around what is happening in the household. My two young kids are early risers and my sleep is typically interrupted at least once a night. I have these ambitious goals and plans. Let me get up before the sun is even up. I'll do a 5.30, a 5 a.m., outline an episode, get to recording it. But I swear kids have a sixth sense for when you're trying to accomplish something. My kids don't want me to be great. But anyhow, they were up before the sun too. Or they'll wake up in the middle of the night, three-ish, four-ish, I get them back down to sleep and then I figure there is no way it makes sense for me to wake up at five o'clock, get my stuff done, and also have the energy to work a whole day of work. Just not happening for me. I like my sleep. That's just the way it is. So I thought about strategizing, making some time for what I need to do in the evening after I've worked, after the kids have had their bath. You heard me talk about this, how I've been trading off with my partner on some of our evening activities. But know thyself. I'm a morning, high energy person. I truly feel like I'm more creative. I truly feel like my gears are turning and I'm in a really positive place. So come the evening time, even when I was trying to make the space and there is a window, it wasn't the right time. It wasn't the optimal condition for me to do my best work. And I was trying to force fit. You know, I was trying to force this piece of the puzzle into the routine. If you've ever tried to do a puzzle when you know the piece doesn't quite fit, but the colors are similar, the shape is similar, maybe if I just push it and pull it and force it in there, it's going to look okay and it's going to be passable. What happens in that situation? You either break that piece of the puzzle or you make it fit and there's no fooling anyone. Clearly, that piece does not go there. There's not a lot of good that comes out of forcing it. You can do it once, but it becomes unsustainable and that's where the falling off of the bandwagon happens. So it's time to start thinking and focusing on creating the picture the way that you intended. Taking your time to work through which piece of the puzzle needs to fit into that hole and be okay with not having all the pieces together just yet. You're still in the process of figuring it out. If you haven't done this already, take a closer look at your day and start making note of the times where you feel like you have a lot of energy. Really be in tune with what's going on with you. You hear a lot of advice about the 5 a.m. people and some people are up late and you're doing all these things you think you're supposed to be doing based on advice from all these other people out there. But know thyself, figure out the time that works for you based on how you like to work. Based on where you like to work, based on what places and settings bring you joy, figure out where you've got 15 minutes of a pocket of optimal energy, time, space, and do it then instead of being disappointed that you left it to do from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. because that's when you had the time, but you really just didn't have the headspace and you scrapped the whole session altogether if you're somebody who's energized by people, make sure that the activities and the way that you're planning the time spent against those activities involves people. You're a people person, but you're trying to do home workouts by yourself in your room. It's going to feel like a struggle at a certain point. You're going to get through some of it, yes, but If you could think and consider that there's a way that it's more optimal for you, that it works a little bit more based on what's preferable to you, based on the rhythm of your life, find a way to get closer to that. If you're somebody who loves to talk but hates to write, all of your marketing strategy shouldn't be based on blogging and email marketing because you're somebody who gets energy from talking. Maybe you should start thinking about video. Maybe there's podcasting. Maybe there's interviewing. There's different things that you could be doing that feels more at home to you, less like you're forcing, less of the challenge that is suffocating, to use the analogy from earlier, and more like the challenge that could be a stretch of growth. It's great to be inspired by what other people are doing around you and be curious about the advice that they're giving. But unless you know yourself in the process... You're going to make decisions that really don't fit for you, and it's only sustainable for so long. The best time I've ever spent in my 20s really was the time exploring myself, assessments, quizzes, reading, reflection, journaling, even though those are never permanent records of who you are and you know all the attributes about yourself. It's still some language and a place in time for you to say, this is what works for me, This is my learning style. This is my love language. This is my communication style. This is what I might consider if I'm a more introverted than extroverted person. Oh, I'm more of a a morning person than a night owl. Take the time to discover what that looks like for yourself so that you can make a plan that is actually sustainable. Make it work for you. It's supposed to be hard, but it's not supposed to feel like punishment. When you're not quite where you want to be Don't punish yourself for it. Look at your daily rhythm as a reason that you are falling off the wagon. Let's take a look at the second question. I asked you, what's the root of the negative feeling you have about missing the mark? So in the grand scheme of your life, right? You missed going to gym on a Friday. You missed this writing session. You missed getting this deliverable out for the week. In the grand scheme of your life, it's a pretty small tiny thing. So why is it when these things happen, we can be so hard on ourselves and be so quick to feel like we're a total failure. We don't have what it takes to do the things that we want to do. Where does that come from? Well, here's the part B to that. If you're somebody who's got this track playing in your mind, or when something happens, you hear a lot of negative self-talk, I ask you, is the self-talk your voice or is it the voice of somebody else in your life? Is this about proving something to yourself or is it about proving something to someone around you, a family, a friend, a partner? In the moments of failure, it's natural to almost be looking at the situation from the outside in and you may even take on the persona of the people or person who might be most critical of you in that situation, their judgment of you. Your job is to reflect. Your job is to give yourself grace in the moment where you feel challenged. Your job is to analyze in the times that you do something really well so you could take it, apply it, and repeat it as a pattern. Your job is not to make a judgment about every single thing that you do. Your job is not to be obsessing about keeping score in your life for every win and loss or every perceived win and perceived loss, I should say. We do this to ourselves so much, glorifying and looking for that ego boost when things are really good and going well and catastrophizing everything when things go really wrong. You are not what you do in any given moment. You have to separate the act from a definitive statement about who you are and about what's possible. There are ebbs and flows. There are seasons. There are highs and lows. If you've missed your workout, as an example, you've missed your workout. It doesn't mean that you are a lazy human with no ambition, as an example. I know some of you have probably gone there. I've been there myself. You didn't get to write anything today for your social media posts, for your blog, for your business, that proposal you were supposed to do. You didn't quite get to it. It doesn't mean you are not meant to be an entrepreneur. It doesn't mean that you don't have what it takes to be successful. It means that you didn't manage your time and energy in a way that got you today where you could sit and write and get that deliverable done. But the sooner that you can free yourself from the thought that you are what you do, both on the positive side and the negative side, the easier it will be to focus on improving versus on satisfying your ego versus looking good. The sooner you'll be able to stop feeling so terribly when something goes wrong, when you have a little trip, when you don't quite hit where you thought you were going to hit. So often it's not the failure itself, it's the shame, the embarrassment, the feelings associated with something that really become the issue. You have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. You have to choose into the emotions. Choose into the way you're going to allow yourself to feel. You're choosing into every time you judge yourself in an extreme way for something that happens so specifically, for something that in the grand scheme of your life is really minor. You're not a robot. You're going to trip up sometimes. You're going to fall short sometimes. Navigate that feeling of shame and embarrassment, and disappointment when it comes to a failure and a setback by handling it with grace. Everything that we ever do is just data. Noticing, remarking, reflecting, celebrating, finding patterns, finding commonalities, digging for where there's more meaning, digging for where there's something more to uncover and process. If you've fallen off the wagon somewhere, I want to encourage you to get Back up. And by the way, you're not living in a Hollywood movie. You know, when in the climax of the movie, the hero is encountering some big challenge and maybe they get knocked down and they're near dead and they come back and they, you know, go to face the villain and they conquer the villain and, you know, they have re- reached this super crazy level of strength and of sophistication and of smarts. And it's almost like, the extreme side that they were down is completely flipped and they were on the up end in a more extreme way. I don't know if that made sense. My point is when you're recovering from a fall or a setback, don't feel like you need to set a goal that is on the extreme opposite of that to be able to make up for lost time. When you get back up, ease into it. We're just trying to build that habit again, the baby steps, the first step, the first milestone. In this moment, it's not about living up to your own standard. It's not about that person that you're trying to prove wrong. It's just about getting yourself to a place where you can start to build the habit, build the momentum and move forward and learn from it. Only you can allow yourself to feel that sense of shame if you associate what happens with your sense of self-worth. You have so much to offer, no matter where it is that you slipped up, no matter what happened in your past, no matter what ugly thing came into your life that you had to survive and push through. You have so much value, so much to offer, so much potential ahead of you, but you don't need to reach for it and reach into it overnight. Instead, spend the time thinking about what's the best way today I could access a little bit of that. What's the best way and time and place today that I could stretch a little bit into that area that I'd like to go? What's the best way for me to stay on this very slow moving wagon and not worry about running the race against some Random, invisible person in your mind. That's your only responsibility. If you've fallen down, get back up. And instead of feeling bad about the fact that you fell in the first place, feel proud about this opportunity that you have to try it again, to go for it again. There's so much road in life left to go. Put it into perspective. Get up and go get it again. I hope this message today was helpful for you. And I hope you'll give me the same grace I've given myself in this process as I try to figure out how to fit the pieces of all the things that I want to do into my 24 hour day, my seven days a week. Until next time, get started on that right now.